0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Wait, What? My name is Molly McNeil. I am an occupational therapist and have been dabbling in the health and wellness arena in my career for about the last 25 years, if I age myself there. I have created this podcast with uh, Mary Paulis, a very well-known coach, and mentor, and really teacher for people who have compulsions of all different kinds. She is the director of Beyond Compulsion. She is the author of the book, Beyond Food Compulsion, and recently the producer of Seven Misconceptions About the Obesity Epidemic. This woman has been making, I want to say, headlines, um, such great strides with uh, people who are suffering from obesity. And I know that food is something that we're all trying to control in some way or another, whether it's how much we diet or how much we eat, are we being healthy, are we not being healthy? I mean, the list goes on. So uh, very excited to have this podcast with Mary. I consider her a guru. I think one of her uh, clients even said that she was possibly the last Jedi.
1: Oh, yeah, the last, <laughs> well, you're like the last Jedi, man. He's <laughs> actually a cocaine addict. <laughs> I, I mean, recovering co- cocaine addict now. He's doing really well. He was a dealer and uh, user, and and he just, like, got this sort of glazed over look in his eye, and he was like, "Ah, oh, you're like the last Jedi, man. <laughs> well, I'm like, no, I'm, I don't know about the Jedi but, or the last Jedi, but... I do have some valuable information if you're trying to overcome an addiction or a compulsive behavior. This is true. Last Jedi, I mean, I I took it as a compliment, I I think. I don't really know Star Wars, but...
0: Well, why I love talking to you is that I I get to have... Such a different insight than, than kind of like what's in our mass media and what we're being fed to, uh, you know, as to how to take care of our health and wellness or how to beat addiction or, um, yeah. it, it's just, it provides such a stimulating atmosphere for an eye opening experience that doesn't have to be the pain yeah. and suffering that a lot of addicts go through. Um, yeah. y- you, you just aren't a proponent for that. And I love yeah. that about you and your results are it- phenomenal.
1: It's interesting, you know, like kind of like out of the gate, I think it's more since, you know, obesity has become so prevalent is that we look at like healthy means like not obese Mm -hmm. or, or not addicted. Or it's like we're we're starting to just throw all these all these prescriptions for healthy living at addiction. Mm -hmm. When you see what I mean, it's kind of like not really, I mean, you can be not addicted and still want to, you know, have healthy things in your life, like eating healthy, doing, you know, reasonable, healthy exercise, healthy mental practices, spiritual practices, whatever. But now we've kind of got to this point, and I think it's because of obesity that it's like, it's, you're either healthy or you're obese.
0: Right. Well, and it's like the wellness band-aid. It's like I'm gonna go yeah. and grab a band-aid and and this one says healthy eating <laughs> and I'm gonna yeah, put right. my healthy eating band-aid on, or you yeah. know, my, my healthy jogging band-aid on, or you know, whatever it is that we think correlates with what it really means to be compulsive compulsion or addictive free. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's just a big difference in your philosophy than others. Um,
1: yeah, I really am of the mindset that all of the other things that people can apply to their lives for for healthy living that we're, we're trying to apply them to treating addiction
0: mm-hmm.
1: when addiction needs to be treated in a very very specific way in uh, the way i do it changing neural pathways and there's i mean a lot more to it that's kind of buzzy right now changing neural pathways but nobody actually tells you how to accomplish that because it's it's a little more complicated than just change your neural pathways right
0: I heard if you but got on a treadmill yeah. and you ran like seven miles a day wouldn't that change your neural pathway I mean wouldn't you just be able to get in shape and lose weight
1: Yeah right <laughs> <sorry>. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: you know I just it's 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 really funny to me because all this focus with with um, with losing weight, It's just it's only focusing on one symptom of a deadly compulsive behavior, which is compulsive eating. Mm -hmm. And we really seem to, as a society, view obesity as as is just like this this body type, this 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 genetic thing, this thing that happens to you, rather than that it's just a symptom of a compulsive behavior. Uh, food compulsion, just like emphysema is, is a, is a symptom of smoking, of nicotine addiction. You know, Mm. we don't, we don't, we don't make the correlation that we use, we we treat it like, like some, as if someone were born with emphysema, you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, this is just a person that has this, this lung type, right. You know, rather than, this is a symptom of of nicotine addiction. So stop smoking with food. It's like, we're going to focus on the obesity. Now we're going to treat this obesity without treating the compulsive behavior. And with fat acceptance, of course, we, we can't have the conversation really openly, which is, I, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because I'm hoping that this is going to be a good platform to really, open up this conversation about obesity being a symptom of an addiction, because it's getting very extreme now that we are, you know, teaching kids that this is normal teaching kids. This is just a body type and that, and, and inclusion, you know, it's all getting, we're getting in really deep Mm
0: -hmm. and it's
1: going to be hard to turn around. I mean, it's already hard to turn around. And so I'm hoping that this is a a, a good place to really start the conversation that this is not a normal, this is, obesity is not normal. It's no matter normal. how much you, you put it out there in the, you know, the fat acceptance group or whatever, it's not, it's not
0: normal. doesn't and, feel good. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's basically, it's a health risk, right? It's, it's the number yeah. one cause of death, isn't it? Obesity?
1: Yeah, it's it surpassed yeah. smoking. Yes, as yeah. the number one preventable cause of death. You know, and that's why I recently wrote my article. I brought sad food, which, um, of course, that title is going to need some explaining. But um, to try to try to balance out this this idea that that it's that this is a normal this is a normal way to be that this is just it really is mind-boggling to me how as a society we can look at the past however many years and see this really really extreme rise in obesity and not and still just go oh this is just normal Mm -hmm. Wait, something is happening
0: right well and I don't think (laughs) I mean I I think with the the fat acceptance, right. It is yeah. at the core of it is really being able to accept your body because there are people who are not going to be a size zero, you know, that, you know, oh yeah. my gosh, they're a size two or, you know, that are what we used to yeah. see in modeling. And I think that part does need to come through in society, but true yeah. to accept that somebody is going to be so obese that they are, um, that they're inhibiting their organs from functioning. They're putting strain yeah. on their joints. Yeah, their cholesterol's so high. They're you know obese. All even. kinds,
1: all oh. kinds of problems, and COVID, of and course, COVID. right? Yeah, and of course, uh, the obesity being the major risk for death and complications with COVID. You know, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is it's like um, it, it, it's really not about someone being a size zero. Right. You know, what and that's where they want to go with it. It's like, oh well, you just skinny bitches, you know, you just want me to be a size zero rather than wait, do you want to be three hundred, four hundred pounds? This is this is normal now. Yeah. You know, we've we've come from like I've said in my article, When I was in high school, we don't have to talk about how long ago that was. Um, (laughs) It was just (laughs) last last year. (laughs) I'm having a birthday soon. I'll be skipping that thing. (laughs) Um, But there was one, literally one obese girl in my class. We had almost 400 kids in my class. Mm -hmm. There was one obese girl. Everybody knew who she was. And now we're at... 40, last I looked, 42% obesity, in the U.S. anyway, Mm -hmm. and we are not talking about overweight people, right, we are talking about obese,
0: yeah, yeah, and morbid obese, morbid obese, and
1: which is projected by 2030, which is only eight years from now, Mm -hmm. to be 51%, yeah,
0: so going to have to start building bigger electric cars that's all i have to say (laughs) well
1: you know the thing is is people really don't pay attention to how much accommodating obesity just in logistical sort of ways you know the restaurants the everything the buses everything you know Mm -hmm. like i go to the doctor's office now and they have they have the double wide chairs you know and i mean I know personally from uh, furnishing a studio for when I when I started um, uh, Beyond Compulsion for food specifically, I had to furnish my office with my 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 classroom with chairs That's to beautiful. accommodate mm-hmm. uh, obesity, yeah. and that was a very expensive uh Endeavor. purchase yeah i mean it was very expensive and people really underestimate that and that's that's even just kind of one of the you know one of the you know side effects of this whole thing that people aren't really considering you know when you start looking at you know just what it's going to cost the healthcare system and
0: right you know well, how it
1: went, and yeah and do you go ahead. think
0: that actually the fat acceptance it's going to lead to morbid obesity. Do you think that's the intention of it or that's what it's going to lead to? I know working in skill well, nursing facilities too, we would fight over bariatric wheelchairs to get the right yep. patient in the right chair. I mean, we just didn't have enough equipment. We didn't have, we were nervous about people yeah. in Hoyer lifts, which is a lift yep. that lifts you out of bed because they only take, you know, go up to 400 pounds is what they say. Yep. And this woman's 450 and Yep. Oh, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It well, see, the
1: thing is with the morbid obesity, mm-hmm. the people, again, we need to focus on the real problem. The problem is compulsive eating, which is a, a very, very compelling addictive behavior. It's a compulsion. It's food compulsion. And But like why? Any why do people other,
0: have food compulsions that are about eating? I mean- Why do they? Yeah. I mean, it's not like nicotine. It's not like you're getting, you know, that instant rush or heroin. Well,
1: it changes the way that they feel. Mm -hmm. Just like any other addiction. Psychological, emotional dependency on a mood and mind-altering experience. Mm -hmm. Once you have these neural pathways, oh, when I have this desire, I binge. and, And whoever is out there that is 100 pounds overweight, 200 pounds over whatever it tells you they're not binging, that they're not eating extreme amounts of food, they're lying. Yes. For starters, there is no medical diagnosis. I know they call it metabolic syndrome. You know, I just I just read this article about metabolic diseases. That's what they call the people who are dying of covid have metabolic diseases.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, they have an addiction. They have an addictive relationship with food. And when they experience that desire, they they mm-hmm. use food. It changes the way that they feel, just like any other addiction. Mm-hmm. And just like with any other addiction, you build a tolerance. Right. That's yeah. where your morbid obesity comes from.
0: Right. And how do you how do you even manage? I mean, we have food everywhere. It's not, you know, if I if I want a pack of cigarettes, I gotta go to seven eleven or yeah. you know, and buy a pack of cigarettes where I just go to the grocery store unfortunately two or three times a week cuz i always forget something yeah. but <laughs> i mean yeah, right. h- how as an obese person am i even supposed to wade through all of that you know and then if i am on disability and i have less money to spend food quality choices aren't that great either well right? you know
1: dr phil said it a long time ago i think he actually <laughs> had a book yeah weight loss book or wait maybe that was oprah and since it, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, one of the, the Jimmy Fallon, one of those guys said, <laughs> sure said, is. said, said, give it. It was probably like Johnny Oprah, Carson. Oprah got a contract for a weight loss book. And yeah. he said, yeah, probably Johnny. He said, you know, get, Oprah writing a weight loss book is like Dr. Phil writing a book on hair tips. Yeah. But <laughs> so the, the point being that um, Dr. Phil said with food with obesity, create a fail-safe environment. Oh, right. I'm like, okay, on what planet does he live, for starters? <laughs> you know, like you said, food everywhere, right?
0: Yeah, like but a But the cellar. thing is,
1: is Lock it's not cellar. about the food. You mm-hmm. can change the food. You can change the behavior aspect of it. you got to change what's going on in your thinking. Mm-hmm. you got to change the track of the compulsive desire that leads from the compulsive desire to acting on the compulsive desire. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to be changed because, you know, you can get food, you can get drugs, you can get, you can go to the casino, you can do whatever it is you're going to do to, no one's going to stop you from engaging in your compulsive be, uh, behavior when you have that desire, you know, you mm-hmm. can get to the Seven Eleven. you know, even, even the compulsive eater that's like created their fail safe environment Guess what? There's 24-hour grocery stores on every corner. You and know, Twinkies
0: are always on sale. I love them. Oh, and you know, we don't need the
1: grocery store. Grubhub, Uber oh, Eats, yeah. you know, all yeah. of it. I said, I remember, like 10 years ago, I'm like, man, we should invest and food delivery you know you should have because, yeah no right way. buy stock and food delivery and i wasn't thinking because of covid right i was thinking because of obesity you know yeah. how many people just
0: won't be able to they get don't to even the have to
1: leave their house all right. they have to do is get to the door yeah you know yep
0: Which also in, you know, skilled nursing, that that's also a big struggle. I mean, like people can only get to the door and it's not like they can just go outside and exercise, but what about something like lap band surgery? I mean, couldn't you just get lap band surgery and then have that be taken care of as well? I mean, that's a, yeah, well, you know, I've,
1: I've actually, um, I've had the experience of working with people that do the gastric bypass, the lap band and, and did you partner? Ever,
0: you partnered yeah. with Kaiser, didn't you, when you did that?
1: Well, I didn't partner with them. I just they had me come in to do a talk with uh, post post and pre uh, gastric bypass patients. Yeah. And the emotional devastation. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. That you know, these people that have altered their their guts, you know, it's Mm -hmm. your gut. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, lap band's not as permanent, but it's still major surgery. You know, you can go take that all out of there, but, um, you know, they've altered their anatomy on a gut level. And then it's like, Oh shit. (laughs) Guess what? This desire is still here. It's not coming from my stomach. It's coming from my mind. Yeah and and the emotional devastation of these people because you know this with these the, you know the permanent damage the surgery does and i mean and and gastric bypass surgeons admittedly will tell you it's not a permanent solution mm-hmm. a couple of years later a lady over at good sam i quoted her in an article years ago she said oh yeah after about two years the stomach just expands again and and i saw i also saw 60 minutes years ago with this guy who had gastric bypass and it didn't matter he was drinking gallons of sunny d <laughs> he didn't lose anything no but you know they usually lose weight because they're so sick you know that right. you know that nurses have an acronym gbgb uh-uh. for gastric bypass gone bad Ooh. because there's so many complications with the surgery I mean, any um, surgery for yeah. someone that's that obese, you know, is going to be it's a lot. It's going to be problematic. Yeah. So it's just not the solution because it's coming. It comes from the mind, not from the stomach.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's why I love your work so much. It it just defies what's happening right now. It's. I was just uh, talking to somebody who is interested in writing a book, and they basically said, if you're interested in writing a diet book, we're in because diet books sell. no Uh, matter what the diet is, we're always interested in seeking. Well, you know what?
1: Molly, I got a question for you. Yeah. If,
0: if diets,
1: you know, are so damn popular, I think we had this conversation that like diet books, like they, the amount of money spent on diet books could cure world hunger or something. Right. Yeah. So if diets are so damn popular, people are going to continue to put money after money, after money, after money into these diets Well, why is there obesity epidemic? Yeah. If they work, if diets work. Yep. And this is where people want to be like, oh, Mary, you're just full of shit. Diets and fitness and nutrition information and all of this stuff. This is what my article I brought sad food is about are creating the obesity epidemic. And people are just like, how can that be? Because healthy eating and fitness is just an um, so, you know,
0: how can you say that? Right. It, well, and what if it solves health conditions? What if it solves, you know, as human beings or yeah. homo sapiens, we're always looking for the next cure. And if we can scientifically and you want to, prove, yeah. boom, yeah, we've got a solution.
1: I mean, somebody without an addiction, without a food addiction, without a food compulsion, yeah. They might they might need to have some diet restrictions based on certain conditions yeah
0: if you're but i'll tell you what diet. you put
1: someone with a compulsive relationship with food on a diet you're oh. gonna make it worse
0: i know all about that that. yep gonna make it worse
1: all it does is feed the obsession feed the diet mentality Feed the feelings of deprivation. And I'll tell you what, all these people out there walking around obese, looking at these diets, thinking, oh, God, I should be able to do this. They know, they know deep down it's not going to help them, which is very destructive to their to their well-being, you know, their mental health, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, I just got to get out there. Oh, it's just going to be more extreme. Maybe it's going to be Peloton. Oh, you know, all this crazy <laughs> extreme fitness stuff. I'm just like, it comes up. I see the commercials on my TV and I'm like,
0: ah, <laughs> run. It scares me, you know. Don't run the too fast. The high casting. intensity. <laughs> well, like, I love don't in make your, me do that. I love in your article, <laughs> it says here, with each attempt at weight loss, the compulsive addictive thinking patterns that accompany the behavior become more deeply ingrained
1: exactly and see that's what's happening Mm -hmm. is people are throwing the diet nutrition exercise you know the fitness prescriptions at this this symptom right and disregarding the addictive thinking because they don't know how that works and I'll tell you what it's complex I've been doing this for years and years and years and years it's very complex not that it can't be figured out and changed corrected you know that's definitely possible but you can't disregard this critical component and start throwing prescriptions for fitness at it it's just it's it's exacerbates it you know it, it so. does
0: well and our whole society is telling us that's the way to do it, Mary. To yep, be healthy yep. is to buy this Peloton for $5,000. <laughs> yeah. and, and then to you, know, you and... get
1: the conspiracy theorists too, right? That are mm-hmm. like, oh, people are trying to make money off the obese people by selling them this stuff. No, they actually, I mean, sure, they're making money. Yeah, it's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah, But they actually think that it's going to work they actually think that they're helping these people they they they're not malicious they're not it's not a conspiracy to to make millions off of obese people no they really actually think oh these people they just don't know how to eat they don't know how to eat right let's give them a nutrition plan right you know let's it's let's like i'll tell you what most of the people who have done my class you being one of them mm-hmm. could probably teach a class in nutrition
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know all about counting calories. I think yeah. Noom was the last diet that I was on and I was having panic attacks because I thought, my Lord, I ate red food, too much red food and I'm still starving. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm starving. Yeah. What, yeah. I can't put another vegetable in my mouth and get full. It was just, you know, I was panicked. I, I had four ounces of red meat and it was too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a handful of nuts was gonna kill me oh
1: uh, and you know it 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 just you know I was we did that um we did that little uh, talk in that whatever thing we did clubhouse don't you can also go see just, us on clubhouse
0: if you would like to see yeah and
1: and I just thought you know there and just everything else I see online and all these kind of groups and whatever the incredible amount of energy mental energy and effort and just time valuable lifetime spent thinking about food obsessing about food Mm -hmm. rather than you know how to eat in a reasonable way you know it's like you don't need to be told right that's not the problem not knowing is not the problem the problem is not knowing how to stop yourself when you feel this persistent compelling desire to eat beyond what is reasonable mm. that's the problem and that's what i that's what i help people with to deal with that desire because like i could say most of my people they know they know how to eat they could teach me about nutrition you know i could <laughs> use a few tips <laughs> yeah <laughs> that pork belly fried rice i ate last night was probably not you know on the list <laughs> not on the diet plan you know it wasn't very good either oh, still kind of a bad taste in my mouth yeah. but yeah so it's not that they don't know right. you know and that's um and you probably remember from class i i teach i have a, i have i don't do like a lot of visualization or pray on crystals or anything like that it's my my class is a lot more um, rational uh type of thinking but i do use the imagery of what i call uncle harry in the body cast do you remember that
0: I do yeah yes. what a great yeah. image
1: i love it yeah and
0: so i teach people
1: when i work with my food compulsives you know right from the start i try to get them on on the track of knowing because everything out in the world is going to tell them that they don't know they need to be told how and what and when to eat and think about it all the time and assign point values and way their food and blah blah blah
0: which is how Co- we've been surviving i mean like do we really need to know how to eat i think we're we're doing a pretty good job i mean we're going to die if we don't eat so yeah right? <laughs> it's in our reptile brain yeah so i haven't use the
1: imagery of their uncle Harry got in an accident. He's in a body cast
0: mm-hmm. and
1: everyone's got to take turns making sure uncle Harry gets fed. So now all the stuff that they run through their minds about nutrition and calories and healthy food and this and that, and the other thing, are they going to have those thoughts? You know, the goal, good food, bad food, you know, all this kind of what stuff.
0: If uncle are Harry they- doesn't fit into the cast?
1: Right? Yeah. How right. uncomfortable <laughs> would he be? Right. <laughs> Don't give him that ice cream. <laughs> yeah, he's busting out of his cast <laughs> <laughs> So, the point being that those thoughts do not happen. They know how to go over to Uncle Harry's, feed him in a reasonable way, and move on without any obsession, without any diet mentality, with none of it. None of it would happen. But when it comes to themselves, it's all this helplessness of not knowing and oh my god and i can't have this and i can't have that and but that's all that's all learned helplessness Mm -hmm. you know it's not innate it's learned
0: it's all part of the addictive process too of it's it's
1: taught well and it and it's and it's also helplessness when it comes to the addictive part of the mind no matter what's your addiction gambling spending drugs relationships alcohol whatever it is you know the addictive part of the mind is 100 invested in you being in a state of helplessness i spend a great deal of my time with the lifeline pulling people in the follow-up work that i do with them once they get free then that addictive mind tries to pull them back there and we have to do kind of some, you know, follow up maintenance and it's always to pull them back from helplessness because, you know. Well,
0: and Mary, I'd really like to yeah, touch on yeah. this uh, and to sure. wrap up this episode. Let's talk yeah. about helplessness for the next episode, because I pe- I really think that people don't understand that concept and it's true. Let's do. Yeah. That would be so great. Your information today yes. was invaluable, Mary. Really yeah, excited. I think it's a really
1: good start to get this conversation, Molly. I'm so glad yes. that that you have, you know, pushed me to do this and get the information out there. And I think this is going to be a really good vehicle for that. And hopefully, we can get um, some people listening. And I'm not sure how we um, can
0: can <laughs> we'll encourage that. participation, you we'll know, or we can yeah, yeah, we can open up lines later. Uh, that would be to, wonderful to yeah. get some
1: call-ins, however we do that, because I know this is an anchor podcast, and I believe I've received some information about that, so Great. we're working on it. We're working on People, it, guys. Please join us next on week. <laughs>